You have reached the I'm Dealing With broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Thank you for taking the time to listen as we discuss many topics that men deal with on a daily basis. We're going to go through, deal with, and heal together. Stay tuned as we get right into the topic. Let's go. Welcome back to the I'm Dealing With broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. On Monday, we talked about some interesting topics, talk about loss. Uh, If you haven't heard that podcast, please check out that podcast. We'll list that in the link below. Uh, Also, we're on all the other audio platforms, but this is our season two, episode two. And today we're going to be talking about two different things. Um, We're speaking to some of my counterparts uh, who are men. One of the different things that we discussed and went over was society expectations. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about expectations. How is hard as a man because you're expected to do so many different things. You're expected to you thrive. You're expected to, uh, to give. You're expected to um, make it grind. You're expected to have. You're expected to not fail. You're expected to maybe go into the family business. So we're going to talk about stuff like that. And then the second portion of this, we're going to be talking about the pressure, the pressure of being rejected. Okay, so we're going to be talking about the uh, so far, the society of um, expectations, you know, expectations that society have on us men. Uh, We actually go through so much so much in society where there is an expectation there is a mandate for men to succeed there's a mandate for us to do so much more um sometimes it's the job aspect sometimes it's the parental aspect as a man so let's just talk about let's start with the man uh, aspect amongst our peers when we go out a lot of times in public and uh, many of you know um, let's say there's a gathering of uh, employment of your peers. Uh, maybe your wife or your counterpart has invited you to go to some type of function. And usually what is the first thing you're asked? What do you what do you do for a living? Where do you live? You know, and um, sometimes in that expectation, you know, um, a lot of people love to hear, you know, hey, I'm a doctor or I'm a um a teacher, some type of maybe a dean, maybe I'm a principal of whatever that is, principal planner, maybe I'm a principal of a company, maybe I'm a CFO, CEO of whatever that is. But then you have, well, maybe I'm a stay-at-home dad, or maybe I don't work, or maybe right now I'm in between jobs, and you have a doctor, you have a master's, you have a uh, a bachelor's degree, whatever the case may be, but you're going through this in-between job thing. And then right now with COVID, there's so many different people right now who are missing out on uh, jobs because businesses have left, businesses have closed down, businesses have laid off, businesses have furloughed. And now the expectation, men, uh, many men right now are going through this. How do I move forward knowing that I don't have what's expected of me? You know, many times the expectations of your family, your family expects so much of you, you know, to have 
uh, job, to have certain amount of money, maybe uh, you're certain of age and they're expecting you to have a certain amount in your bank account for 401k, stock market, investments, properties, different things of that sort. You're expected to say, hey, uh, you're 50 years old, you're 52 years old, you're 55, and what do you mean you haven't done any traveling? What do you mean you haven't been to Paris or Germany or the Netherlands or Switzerland or whatever the case may be? And there's all these expectations that are put upon a man, especially when you haven't done it. And what's hard is to feel inclusive in a society that has expectations on you when you know certain expectations you haven't met. Sometimes you haven't met certain expectations because of this is where we're at. And with COVID, this is where we're at right now. But maybe let's just go without COVID. Maybe you haven't met certain expectations of your family, but at the real deal, you have to set expectations for yourself, not for what others think of you. Not for what people want you to be, not for what people want you to have, places people want you to live. Well, you came from this family. You need to live in a place like this. You need to live in a neighborhood like this. You need to live in a such and such like this. You have to, let's just be honest, you have to do what's best for you and your family. Forget what everybody else has to say. You have to do what's best for you and your family. Or maybe you don't have a family like, you know, husband, you know, like a wife and children and stuff like that. Maybe it's just you as a young man. Maybe you're 18 right now listening to this broadcast. Maybe you're in the 20s, maybe you're in the 30s and, and it's just you at the at the same difference. You have to do what is right for you, regardless of what anybody else has to say. And if people don't agree with the. uh the choices that you make and um, they turn their back on you. Maybe they weren't for you in the first place. Maybe they weren't uh, to be in your life in the first place because some people in your life are there for a season. Some people are not lifelong partners, meaning they're not there to see you through to the end. Some people that are with you now are not going to be there at your bedside when uh, you're giving your last rites. Some people are only there because they just want to bring the news. And, and when you're dealing with expectations, it's tough because you have to find and discover different things for yourself. Expectations are, are uh, so uh, much when it comes down to pressure of people. And if you're the type of person who's always putting pressure and expectations on others, Instead of helping them, instead of lifting them up, instead of encouraging them, instead of helping them out, instead of leading them to always trying to undress them rather than putting clothes on them, always trying to take from them instead of blessing them, always trying to speak negative instead of helping encourage them. You should be mentoring them, not bashing on them. And how bad uh, should a person be who always finds all the negative in a person? It doesn't matter who they are. Sometimes it's your mother, father, sister, brother, your next door neighbor, ex-girlfriend, ex-wife, ex-husband, whatever the case may be. Sometimes it's your children. And people have all these expectations on you as a man. And it's tough because you're bearing the weight of so much because the man was built to handle so much. The man was built different from a woman. 
The woman was built to be a little bit more fragile and docile in some areas and built to be uh, the helpmate to the man, not to make them less of who they are. But the difference between a man and a woman, where a woman excels, the man has some weaknesses. And where the man excels, maybe the woman has some weaknesses. But when you put them in together, you have nothing missing, nothing needed. And as a man, when you're by yourself, maybe, and what I mean by yourself, you're by yourself in your car. You're by yourself at the job. You're by yourself maybe at the golf course. And you have time to think to yourself. And you think about all the pressures and expectations that are upon you. And it's just the weight of it sometimes is just so bearing and it's tough. And I'm here to let you know, expectations are always there. You have expectations on your job. You, yeah, you're going to be expected to handle deadlines. You're going to be expected to multitask. You're going to expect it from your property owner or from the leasing agency or the car that you're purchasing or financing. There are expectations there. But sometimes some of these expectations brought on by people are expectations that are just unrealistic. What's amazing is they can always find expectations for you, but they can't ever find expectations for themselves. Think about that. Some of the people who have expectations on you don't have expectations for themselves. They're expecting you to live in a certain place, but they don't. They expect you to drive a certain thing, but they don't. They expect you to have the job caliber of, uh, uh, of a doctor, a lawyer, a stock market person, a, 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 some type of business agency, or whatever the case may be, to be some type of entrepreneur, some type of millionaire, whatever the case may be, but they're not striving for greatness. So what do you do? What you do is let go of the expectations. Don't worry about it. Move on, move forward, grow from it, from it, and then go from it. You should have your own expectations for what works best for you, not what works best for everybody else, for you. Expectations, like I said earlier, expectations are um, a given. It does happen. And not again, not everybody is going to have your best interests at heart. Not everybody's going to care about you. I hate to say it. Some, and then when you're winning, I mean, when you're grinding, you say your business is taking off, your family's doing great, your children are doing great, and uh, you have need of nothing, there's always going to be somebody negative that thinks you should be doing more. Or there's always going to be somebody negative that's hating on what you have going on. They just salty. <laughs> yeah, I said it. They are salty. I mean, they're worse than saltine crackers. You know what I'm saying? They're worse than Morton salt. They're worse than Epsom salt. They're just salty. Because they hate the fact that you're winning. Or they're hating the fact that you're doing it without them. Some people want to be in your life. They have expectations on you because they want to be a part of your expectations because they are they want to control your life. They don't want to help your life. They don't really want to be a part of your life. They want to control it. They want to be the ones that's rolling the dice. And the reality is it, man. You're going to have people like that. 
And you know, like I know for anybody who listens to podcasts and listens to different people, uh, you know, one of my favorite podcasters, I know everybody's not going to agree, but one of my favorite podcasters is Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk. And one of the things that he says, you got to learn how to eat the ish. Y'all know what that is. And you got to be able to eat the steak. You're going to have some people that are going to bless you and you're going to have people that are going to curse you at the same time. And you have to just be able to be man enough to deal with it. You're going to have to be man enough to move forward. You're going to have to be man enough to encourage yourself. And like I said before, there's going to be times um, where you're going to cry. It's okay, man. Man, it's okay to cry. It's okay to roll over in, in, in tears. It's okay sometimes to be in that fetal position. Just be like, there's nothing wrong. That doesn't take away your manhood. It just shows you're human. And you actually give a crap. You know what I'm saying? You actually care. It's all right. It doesn't matter uh, uh, faith, your race, your color, or creed. The one thing that we all have in common, men, is that we're men. We are truly men and we all go through stuff. And one of the things we go through is expectations. Again, a job has expectations. Your wife has expectations. Your children even have expectations. And even your children's expectations are sometimes unrealistic. You know that. Oh, I'm 18. I should have a car. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm seven. I should have a phone. I mean, (laughs) really, really should they? But again, these are choices you have to make uh, personally for yourself. All right. Expectations, they, they just happen. They happen. But there are some things you just got to let it go. Some expectations is just not going to happen. Some people in your life don't need to be in your life. And when you're in a growing season or a rebuilding season, you don't need anybody in your life. You don't need a jackhammer in your life. You know those jackhammer people. They're, they're willing to tear up every foundation that you're trying to build on. And those people you need to get rid of. It's just what it is. Get, get rid of them. Let them go. Let them go. Let them go. Because you're trying to rebuild. You're trying to strengthen something. You're trying to build that business. You're trying to rebuild that family. Uh, rebuild a relationship. You're trying to rebuild your life. Maybe it's rebuild your finances. Rebuild your credit. And even in those, even during that, there's expectations on that. And then during this rebuilding process, get rid of the jackhammers. All right. Anyway, we're going to move right along and uh, go into our next uh, segment. But before we go into that next segment, we're going to talk about uh, there's this place right now in uh, Rancho uh, called VR. It's a VR place right there. Rancho right there at the Haven City uh, area. If you have not been to this virtual reality uh, gaming area, man, go check them out. Just check them out. Um, they got a lot of stuff going on. You'll see them on uh, Facebook. Uh, they are on Instagram. They got a lot of stuff going on right now over at VR. And again, they're uh, it's the, right there near the Haven City, right there off of Haven. And I believe that is near Foothill, somewhere right around there. But check them out because they have a lot of things going on. All right. Um, and the person you'll want to reach out to, uh, her name is Ara. Fikes. So if you see her on Instagram, Era Fikes, okay, VR Reality, okay, check them out on 
Instagram. Another person I want to talk about is uh, Amika Coleman. Amika Coleman has is doing real estate. She, she's killing it right now in real estate. And um, if you are interested or you have a property that you're looking to sell, maybe refinance, maybe you're looking for an apartment, maybe you're looking for a condo or you're trying to sell something, whatever the case may be, look up Amika Coleman. R.A. Coleman Realty. R.A. Coleman Realty. Her name is Amika Coleman. Look them up and check them out. They have a lot of things going on. They are rebuilding during this whole COVID crisis and different things like that. But look them up. They're doing big things and uh, they're looking forward to do business with you. All right. Oh, man, I'm just hitting the microphone. All right. Well, anyway, we're going to get right into our next segment. I'm drinking some strawberry lemonade, right? That's what I'm doing. That's how we get down right now. And this is the pressure of being rejected. Well, right before we go get into that segment, as you can see, we're at the new studio here. Hope you're liking what you see. Um, mixer up top, a couple microphones, different things like that. So we're trying to do some things a little bit better to bring you uh, not just better viewing, but also better content. So uh, again, please like and subscribe. We'll put the links down below. You can reach us at I'm dealing with at gmail.com. Also, you'll see us on uh, Instagram at I'm dealing with Facebook. I'm dealing with S Bowden. OK, I'm dealing with S Bowden on Facebook. You'll see us on Snapchat and uh, believe it or not, we even have a TikTok. I mean, we ain't done nothing yet, but, you know, we're even doing that, too. But but anyway, check us out. You'll see a couple different things going on. So we are uh, rebuilding uh, again, in this season two, to bring you more content. All right, let's roll right into it. In our next segment right now, we're talking about the pressure of being rejected. One thing as men that I do understand is, um, man, it, it's a tough deal when you are who you are, the man, the caliber that you are, and uh, you have to go through rejection. And one of the things that many people right now, especially men, not saying women don't matter because they do, you know, um, but men right now is because of who we are and the way we're made, the type of feelings that we normally have. You know, we're we are very stubborn. <laughs> Let's just be honest with you. We are stubborn. We you know, we hate being told uh, that we're wrong or um, we hate being told or better yet, we, we hate asking for directions. Um, because we know we know everything right don't we pretend that we know everything and we don't we know we don't we don't know it all i'm sorry let me just fess up we men don't know it all we pretend to but we don't and um in this regard one of the things is even dealing with asking for directions we don't want to be wrong we can drive in a car with the satellite with the uh with map quests, oh, I'm going way, I'm going way back, right? <laughs> with ways and all these different things, and we can take a wrong turn even while watching uh, the directions or directions being given to us uh, uh, through audio. And sometimes we'll take the wrong turn, still, you know. And uh, oh yeah, no, no big deal, you know. It'll reroute us. It'll reroute us. You know, it's going to be okay. It's going to reroute us. It'll, it'll, it'll switch over. It'll recognize I went the wrong way. And, you know, we just hate being wrong. You know, we don't want anybody to say, hey, man, why'd you turn the wrong way? Or, hey, why do we feel like we're lost? 
Oh, and don't let it be your significant other you may, or your sister or your mom, you know, any type of woman saying, hey, you did something wrong or being called out on a wrong. Oh, man, that's a bad deal, you know, and, you know, we get in defensive mode so rather than saying, you know, you're right. Yeah, I went the wrong direction. We will be uh, very sarcastic. We will get a little uh, pious. We get a little sometimes some people get heated, angry upset because they were called out on the wrong and it's tough because um we just go through it because we go into this whole self-defense mode because we want to be right and in our rightness many times we have need of things and when we're trying to be right when we don't want to ever be wrong we want to be accepted and what i mean by accepted it's not just accepted by family it's not just accepted by friends um, not just accepted by your business associates or counterparts. Sometimes you want to be accepted to get a new job. You want to be accepted for this new business, for this pitch maybe you're doing. Maybe you're pitching an idea. And the one thing you don't want to do or feel like is being rejected. And being rejected as a man is tough um, because just our makeup, our makeup, our ideals and the different things, the way we think about things. Being rejected is like saying we don't matter. Being rejected is like saying that we don't belong. Being rejected is saying that we're not a part. And every man wants to be a part of something. A part of a golf club, tennis club, racquetball, football, uh, auto racing. Um, want to be a part of a car club want to be a part of uh, knowing what an alternator is. <laughs> I tell you, it, it, I'm, I'm laughing because uh, the truth of the matter is, is, you know, not all not all men are very mechanically savvy. Some are just book smart. I mean, they're um, they can read a book and nothing flat. I mean, go through all these formulas and different things in uh, algebra and trigonometry and calculus and statistics and all these different things, but they don't know what a starter is. They don't even, you ask them what a wheel lug is or a four-way wrench, they go, (laughs) and it happens because all of us are different, right? So in that regard, even in that, a lot of us don't want to be made to feel stupid. Like for me, I mean, I know automotive stuff, you know, I know a bunch of things, but then there's some things that I'm familiar with, I'm, I'm very unfamiliar with, I should say. But I've had to learn through the years that to be able to say, you know what, I know this, 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 this and that over there. But this area over here, not my expertise. So could you show me? And it's only in when we take that self-examination and realizing that as great as you are in some areas, we're not so excellent in others. Um, For instance, um. You know, I, I can I can do live sound and stuff like that all day long. Um, I can do uh, f- uh, front of house and uh, worship set up, you know, sanctuaries of stuff and, and different things like that. But when it comes to recording, like what I'm doing right now, when it comes to setting up lights and stuff, certain things, you know, I think I'm OK at. But there are certain things I had to list the help of others. You know, I know about church setting, but this is not it. I know about houses of worship, but this is not it. I know about car audio and home audio, but this is not that space. 
So when you're dealing with any type of broadcasting and things of that sort, the dynamics and the characteristics changes because not only that, now you add in um, video, photos, or whatever the case may be, it changes the whole dynamic of everything because um, you now have to shift from one thing to another thing. And as, as good as I am in certain aspects of some video and some audio, Social media, that's something that I've also had to learn because I didn't want to feel like I didn't belong. I don't want to feel like um, I'm a rookie. Well, we're all going to be a rookie, right? We're all going to be a rookie in some aspect or another. Like many of you will do, will go way beyond what I can offer in certain areas. But then in other areas, I may be, I may be able to go further. But rejection in those areas where you're weak is tough because you don't want to be rejected. So many times we put on airs, we put on, oh, wait, I, mean, I got this. I know how to do this, that and the other. But then when you're asked to go ahead and do that. Then all of a sudden the truth shows up, then what do you do with that truth once you've been exposed? And many of us um, deal with rejection or we can't handle rejection because we put on airs for so long. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Ooh. That that's a that's a message that I'll preach right there. But this is not the space. Right. But, yeah, we put on airs for so long about what we will do and what we can do. And um, the, the hard part, and the tough part is. Uh, but when, when somebody exposes that we don't know how to do what we said we can do. What, what do you do with that? On jobs, there have been many people who have taken jobs. They've put on their resume that they know how to a mentor. They know how to build people. They know how to uh, handle safety culture. They know how to speak to people. But then when you ask them to do or speak up before people and do um, some type of characteristic, a team building exercise, they go, er, what? Wait, wait, you want me to do what? Yes. Stand before the people, stand before the group of your peers, and we need you to lead them in a team building exercise. Then all of a sudden they can't do it. Well, you know, uh, how come so-and-so can't do it? Wait a minute. But you just said you said on your resume that you're a team builder, that you know how to stand before people and you know how to do this, that and the other. Then what do you do when you've been exposed now? Now you've been exposed. What do you do? And I think this is where a lot of our rejection sets in because we've hyped ourselves up for so long. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a man. Oh, yeah, I know how to do this. Oh, yeah. I know about this, that and the other. There's been so many times where uh, um, people and uh, I'll use this particular experience where I've had a person uh, in my teenage years. Uh, I was into, you know, heavy in the car audio. And one of the things that I always ran into people that they would say, especially and I'm talking about men, they would um, talk about everything they had, man, you know, you can't handle me because I have this, I have this amplifier running the Halfler amp or precision power. I'm sorry for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about. This is old school, old school, the old rock for Fosgates, the old auto tech, the old precision power, the Orion XTR, the HCCA amp competition amplifier. Okay. So I'm gonna talk about that stuff. Okay. So anyway, so you have these guys that were talking about, Oh yeah, I have a thousand watt this amp and a thousand watt this and I'm running X amount of subwoofers. I'm running X amount of this, that, and the other. 
You know, say that's cool. You want to go for money? They're like, what? Yeah, let's have a SPL competition. Let's go for money. Winner takes all. They're like, what? Well, how much you running? I'm running 250 watts. <laughs> I'm sorry. Actually, it was 274. 274 watts. They're like, oh, what? So I would go up against these guys that said that they were running over 1,000 watts. Because they talked up a good game. They, I mean, they really talked up a good game. The problem being was they bought because they were, you know, because some of us men are just so knowledgeable. We buy into what we read, but we have yet to test anything that we read or we look at the packaging and based upon what the packaging says, we all always or often assume that it does what it says instead of reading into the fine print of details. So I had these guys that would uh, I have this amplifier that puts out a thousand watts and this, that and the other. And, and I would go head to head with these guys. So it would be me and my 274 watts across three amplifiers. So mind you, I had three amplifiers that would total put out 274 watts. The issue was my amplifiers, my small amp was a 22 watt amp. Uh, yeah, 20, yeah, 22 watt amp that 22 watts per channel. So basically 44 watts. My other amp was a 50 watt channel, but it ended up putting out a little bit more than that. Then my other amp was a little bit was a um, uh, hundred and whatever it was. But when you wired the because I was running out and again, it's the auto techs, the original ones back in the day, the original auto tech amps. But when you wired them right, they put out more power than what was written on the box and they did it cleanly. So what happened was these men that would go head to head with me, they read what was on the package. And because it said 1200 watts, they went for it and they plugged it in. And let's put it this way. A lot of their wiring was garbage because they were running wire right across the carpet, you know, under their seats or whatever. So it really looked just terrible. Right. And they didn't take the time to use quality wiring. They didn't use, take the time to use quality interconnects. Um, the distrib distribution and then you know the old saying trash in trash out if you have a, a terrible head unit that's your source that's what sends all the signals so if you have a terrible source it starts there and then everything in between you can lose or gain ground in between so if your source is tore up most likely everything in between is tore up so let's say I would make a long story short I'd wax the floor with them and I would do it with either four tens, two twelves or dual fifteens. And I would just kill them. And many, sometimes they were in a van, they were in an SUV, they were in whatever it was and they were running way more speakers than I was, but because their stuff was not rated properly, your car, for instance, man, I'm talking to you, men, your car is rated for 12 volts, not 14.4. So if you buy an amp that's 14.4 volts and says it does a thousand watts in 14.4 volts, you might as well take that and divide it in half right off the pack bat because your car will not put out 14.4. It does 12.5. Okay. So with that being said, so if you say you got a thousand, let's bring it down to 500. If that 500 watts is at, you know, 90 dBs, one watt, one meter, and then the THD or the signal noise ratio is terrible. You might as well bring that down again. Okay, so you can see where I'm going with this. But when you run 
the right amount of amperage. Let's just say you have a watt that's 100, 100 watts per channel in the four ohms. But in the two ohms, it does like 175 or 225 or something like that. Let's just say that is. So you really have a 200 watt amplifier, but then when you combine it all, you're really like 450 watts, right? But it does it still at 12.5 volts. But then all of a sudden the signal to noise ratio is 98 dBs versus that other dude that's at 90 dBs. And for every dB that guy is under, he's got to run double to triple amount of watts to get to the next dB. So right off the bat, he'll never catch you. Neither say, that's how I won. Because we men, we always put on airs like we know everything. We read stuff. We said, oh, yeah, it said this and I'm going with this and we're going with this. And then when we get rejected, when we get exposed, because we said we know so much, when in actuality we don't, we get upset, we get offended, or like it's, I like to say, off-ended, and it causes problems. So the best thing that I can say to those of you who are dealing with any type of rejection, first we have to take a, a cognitive look in the mirror at ourselves. Number one, let's start with this. Are we telling the truth about who we are? Wh what we can do, what we don't do, what we're good at, what we're not good at. Are we doing that first? Are we being honest and truthful with who we are, where we are and where we currently stand? Because once you're saying that I'm being truthful with that in that truth, you then you can get help in that truth. You can ask questions in that truth. You can say, I'm not good here. You are. So could you help me in this area? And in that truth, you don't have to build up a resume full of lies. And many times our life is a full is a resume full of lies. Because we've built up uh, of what we've seen somebody else do and we say that we can do it. You know, there's been a lot of times uh, that I did some things that I knew I couldn't do. And I, had to, and I had to figure it out. To make a long story short, I have a few minutes left, but I'm going to go into this and I'll say this. When I started my home theater business many, many years ago, that business was built on a lie. You know what the lie was? The lie was I was supposed to be working with somebody else who turned their back on me. And what ended up happening was I had to go from the person who was supposed to be a salesman to now being a full-blown owner, installer, and everything. That wasn't what I was supposed to do. I was supposed to go out to find the business, talk about the business, enjoy what I did, enjoy the demonstrations, enjoy all that, and get customers into purchasing different things. And what happened was, I had to do all that and install it. And my installing experience came from car audio. My installing spirits came from houses of worship, which has nothing to do with the house. It's completely different and I had to learn it all. But what ended up happening was when I would go to different people's houses, there were certain things that I knew I could do. I could just pop, pop, pop. And then other things I'm like, hmm, I'll be figuring it out. The customer would come over and go, hey, how you, how you, how you doing with that? I wouldn't tell them that. I'm trying to figure it out. I don't know what I'm doing. I had to work it out. 
sometimes they had a drywaller come over because they were doing some other things in the house the drywall drywaller guy would come over and say hey you know i've got this going on and this going on he goes hey you know it'd probably be faster if you tried this and you tried that so end up what ended up happening was i learned from fellow contractors who helped teach me because when i met when i would meet them especially if they were very um personable if they were very um nice and things of that sort i would say hey i'm good at this and this but i'm just trying to learn even more to add more to me I'm trying to level up what i've got going on can you show me a better way to do this that and the other they're like oh yeah sure I'll, you should do this run it like that and then because this is easier and then if you use this tool this will get you into so i had a lot of people that came alongside me to teach me and help level up my craft because i was willing to be taught went to school got licenses to be contracted out to contract and then i became self-developed because i was willing to be taught i was willing to learn and i was willing to listen thereby i'd have to worry about rejection because i, I was finally confident in what i brought to the table because i took the time to be honest with myself and say i don't know and it's in your i don't know that matters take care